Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey, hey, what are you doing? Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Pete Show community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas. And I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening to St. Patrick's Day episode. And I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to battle druids in Wizard Jewels, which is a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I would beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of Wizard Jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yeah. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? It's a light, you dickhead. Watcher, it's the Luke and Pete Show. Episode, Luke Miller? 170. Ah. Maximum outshot available in darts. Is that right? What's an outshot? Well, to finish. You have to finish on a double or the bullseye. Ah, okay. So yeah. it's not as big as 180. That's triple 20, dub- triple 20, bull. Ah, 170. 180 you can get as a score, but you can't finish on 180. Right. Darts there, everyone. Mm. Darts there. They don't seem to have that rule uh, in the Far East, I've noticed, on the game... Um, is it 301, 201? Because there's different ones in there. 301, Well, the, the professionals play 501. 501, yeah. Yeah, yeah we ain't getting there. We ain't no. getting there in uh, 12 rounds. How long have you got? Because <laughs> I'll tell you what, if you want to do 501, <laughs> clear the decks. But you don't have to finish on a double, uh, which is also always annoyed uh, my uh, English friends who That's get very mad. upset. But you yeah. are also English, so you should find that mad. I don't find that mad. I don't really understand the old bar games. I don't think they should. I don't think they're important. <laughs> what, what's your favourite bar game? I think it's darts. I love darts. Yeah, I'm terrible at it, but I love it. But I only like the I only like the ones um, in the machines that you just throw like the you know like the American ones that plastic plastic yeah. tipped and you throw them and it counts it up for you. I can't be out some maths. Not when I'm having a drink. No, fuck that. My dad um, tells a story. My dad used to be quite a, co- a competent darts player for for his local pub or whatever. And he tells a story that when he was playing against another pub once, probably back in the seventies, um, the guy he was playing against got really drunk. And while he was sitting down, when my dad was having his turn, he mm. kind of fell asleep and nodded off. Mm-hmm. But it, as he nodded off, his cigarette roll up went so small, it like burnt his mouth and started to set his beard on fire. Oh no! So they had to slap him in the face to put the bit to put it out. <laughs> yeah. A rude awakening. Yeah, don't uh-huh. know if it's true. Don't care no. if it's true. It's a good my, story. It's one my of my dad, dad's staples. Yeah, my dad used to um, play for money in pool. He oh, did he? Own, he, had, he had his own pool. I thought your he, dad was a bit like Paul Newman. He said, he, <laughs> "Yes, in that way, he is." And you are the Tom he Cruise. Does, he does have blue eyes. Yeah, um, uh, but not as striking as Paul Newman's beautiful eyes, beautiful peepers. Um, he said that um, it was kind of hard to where he used to play and see him um, to play uh, for money because you just need to walk around with it. You need a big guy with you because otherwise, yeah, you'd win the money in the yeah. pub and then you go outside and they fill you in. <laughs> oh well, yeah, I can imagine. I was in a rum old pub once in Portsmouth, and it was a sailors' pub. And the only reason I was in there. It's because we were doing 
admittedly in retrospect an appallingly basic <laughs> round of pub golf right which we used to do every year when we were kids and it meant you had to go to a couple of the pub people who are listening who have been to Portsmouth on the south coast of the UK will know the kind of town it can be you I was there yesterday do. were you? yeah didn't ring me up again you weren't there I live in London and and um, so we wouldn't ordinarily go to these pubs and so Bunch of pubs on the on the on the um, harbour itself. Mm. I don't know what they're like now, but back then they were quite rough. There was the Ship mm. Hanson, one, and there's one called the Victory. The Victory's nice, doesn't it? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> it might be now, but it wasn't then. <laughs> uh, and I got, I got, I was playing pool against my friend, and this guy came in, covered in tattoos, drunk, all the rest of it, and was like pointing at you. I'm playing you for a fiver, and uh, I was like, oh. one, I'm like 18, I haven't really got a fiver to spare. Mm. Two, I don't really, I can't see how I'm going to win here. Yeah. I can't see, if, even if I win the game, you're not going to be happy about giving me a fiver. Yeah. And if I had, um, if I didn't care what people thought of me, I probably would have said, can I just give you a fiver? And <laughs> <laughs> we just cut out the middleman. Anyway, yeah. we had to play and it was, yeah, I think I ended up losing anyway, but it was quite, quite sort of quite tense. worrying. Yeah, it was, Needlessly it was grim. Tense. Yeah. Why do people, when, like you're a bit like this, you're a power drinker. So when you get, get amongst your ale, you really mm. ought to get intense about it. Uh, yeah, but I don't, I don't start talking to anybody else. I, I go, I fold in on myself like a cheap, um, origami swan. <laughs> like a deck chair. <laughs> like a deck chair. Yeah, I don't want to talk to anyone. Yeah. No. What no, do you want to do when you're, when you're, when you're drinking? You want to party, do you? you want to I party? want to party, mate. I want everyone to know that Donnie can dance. I, I don't dance anymore. I've not danced for a while, actually. So maybe the dance has left me. You'll never know. Can't we're, fight the moonlight, we're mate. Off, we're off on the uh, we're off on the uh, on a little holiday this weekend, aren't we? It's not a holiday, mate. It's a working it's weekend. A working actually, weekend. So yeah, they made that very clear. Didn't get your they? head on, yeah. yeah. Get your head on, pal. Your head take on. your laptop <laughs> at least. At least take <laughs> your laptop. Can I take my switch? So when the guy from <laughs> when the guy from the commercial partner sees you at check-in or through security, you can. Oh yeah, got my laptop. Got my laptop. Yeah, won't be using that. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a child's laptop yeah, from uh, Fisher Price? From Fisher Price. It just makes um, got my laptop. Farmyard animals. Press the button. Cat for cats. <laughs> Cow. Yeah, there yeah. used to be a uh, one in Woolworths that used to. Um, I used to entertain myself because there's nothing to do in Woolworths apart from it steal, pick and mix, or play with the toys. Yeah, I mean you can't even go to Woolworths now. It's, it's, it's a couple of my gone. mates got lifted for stealing blank tapes from Woolworths. Oh, there we go. Terrible crime. I mean, That's what is the point lame, of that? Isn't it? Yeah. yeah, at least buy something with something on it. Yeah, with some resale value, yeah. not just bulk items. Um, and they're boxy as well. Very boxy. Still yeah. calendars. You can get them down your trousers. Yeah. Um, but there was one that used to you used to press, and he's got, "I'm poor Peter." Really? You press the P. It used to have like a name, like you know, I'm Bawdy Brian. <laughs> I'm Bawdy Brian. Yeah. C. I'm cheesy Chris. Uh, all the boys, and then uh, when it got to P, it was, "I'm poor Peter." So people used to go, "I'm poor Peter." For you? Me. Yeah. Did it make you cry? Knocked them spark out, mate. Now who's the poor one? I said. Is How is Santorini? It's still you because your, pur- your purchases are inadvisable. Um, Santorini was absolutely bloody lovely. It was there for my sister's wedding. She got married in the beautiful town of Imaravigli. It was fantastic. Um, wife and I went up to Oya, which is the thing you've, you will probably, if you're imagining Santorini now listening to this, you'll imagine the beautiful whitewashed buildings and the blue domes and on, on the cliff face and mm. on, the, on, the, on the rocks. That's Oya, which is a town in the very far north of the island. Mm. We went to that. It was great. Um, I had a lovely time actually. My whole family were there because it was a wedding, so it was quite nice. It's ah. the first time I've been on holiday with my family since 1996 or seven. Oh, that's nice. I don't. I've, yeah, same here. To be honest, been a long time since. Your I've parents been away. don't like travelling, do they? No, they, they certainly do not. Um, um, did uh, your good lady enjoy the volcano um, action? Oh yes, we got. We collected some sand. We collect sand from wherever we go. Um, so we collect. It was quite funny actually because we went to a lot of the 
sand there on the beaches of Santorini are black sand because it's a volcanic mm. island. But there's a beach called the Red Beach for obvious reasons. The sand is red. There's a mm. there's a kind of weird rock formation there where the rocks strawberries. Are red. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know. I, I try I, sea strawberries. My wife did explain to me because she's got a background in geological education. Be iron. Iron's quite red, isn't it? This is the kind of questions yeah. I was asking. Yeah. I didn't understand her explanation, but what she did say is brilliant because she knows what she's talking about. Just eat about your ice stuff. cream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've just got it all down here again. <laughs> we were walking this cliff, this um, sort of, um, what you'd call, I suppose, a beachside path over rocks to get mm. to it. Right. And we got there and there's a load of the usual kind of American and Chinese tourists, mostly sort of younger girls, um, sunbathing. Mm. And the first thing Mimi said when we got to the beach was looking up at the cliffs, we're going, yeah, this is really unsafe. Um, Get the sand. We're going because the the geological sort of formation of the of the cliffs mm. is very unstable. Right, and she was pointing out to me, look there, look there, look there. That's all rock falls. Mm. Right, let's go. Yeah. And later on that night, I was looking online, and it's and it said that the tourist board and stuff have advised you to not go there because you're going to get a rock on your noggin. Well, it's just you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, the rocks could fall at any point. Mm. So it, 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 we got we got the sand from there, the red beach, and it's beautiful sand. Um, but we could no hang around. <laughs> so but there was people sunbathing all over the whole yeah. thing. And, 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 and the hotels apparently there have issued out warnings saying, please don't go there. Mm. We know we can't stop you going there, yeah. but don't go there. I mean, they should people be able to stop. It. People should be able to stop, be stopped. Because, you know, otherwise... <laughs> Oi, like back in the good old days, no, no, no health and safety. <laughs> we should put up nets or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's things like that. I sort of go, oh, that's interesting that like you just... That that's the thing that always worries me about doing anything a bit risky, like getting in some sea. I'll just be pulled out by like a riptide. And like, oh God, this is exactly what I thought was going to happen. I read about because obviously we're going um, we're going to a villa for a football ramble project, um, and I wanted to get a um, a jet ski. I'm doing the uh, universal signal for jet ski and also motorbike, depending on uh, we're on sand, uh, sand or, or sea. Or potentially giving um, two, two dolphins men. a hand job at two the same time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and more on them later on, if uh, we get to it. And uh, there's a lot of people that get um, electrocuted. Are you quite finished? Sorry, I was just presenting some of the show as a dolphin. Okay. <laughs> Carry on. Um, a lot of people get electrocuted by jet skis. On, on uh, well, um, struck by lightning. In a, if there's a sudden lightning storm yeah. and you're out in the sea in your jet ski. Yeah, what could be so. better in a lightning storm than being surrounded and covered in salt water <laughs> and being the tallest point yeah. under the storm? In a little, with, with very, I don't think jet skis have any protection. For no, old, uh, have you done jet skiing? Yeah, I really like it. I really want to do it more. Do you, do you, do you enjoy my... the power? I enjoy. Well, I think anybody who doesn't drive... Do you start to feel blood in it? Yeah. <laughs> Anyone who doesn't drive going over like, you know, five, ten miles an hour, you're like, this is the fastest I'm ever going to go. <laughs> yeah. It's wonderful. Great. So it's a real thrill for me. So what are you saying? When we go to Menorca, you want to go jet skiing? No, I can't because it's going to be fucking raining, isn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absol- I remember someone shared the weather app recently and said absolute stitch up, stitch up. <laughs> Saturday and it's Sunday it's literally the days that we're there pissing yeah. it down yeah. wonderful well we're there to work so, we're there uh, to work so it doesn't matter I'll have my laptop there's a price laptop I'll have my laptop as well <laughs> what's but- that Peter's just doing some work poor Peter <laughs> poor Peter <laughs> But um, what, have you been, Chris. what have you been doing since I've been away? Have you been up to much? I don't know. I, I've probably enjoyed I, the ramble, by the way. I, had I, know, a bit, I, had a, um, I don't know. I had a busy couple of weeks. Um, as I said, went to the Isle of Wight to film something for the Isle of Wight Festival. Coverage we're doing on the radio. Get your pre-rex in. Get me pre-rex in. Um, no, just, just working, I suppose. Not really done much. Went to Cardiff. You were there for that. Yeah, I was here then. Yeah. I had quite a quiet weekend. You've not been away for long, so yeah, not, 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 not much um, really. A couple of nights before my sister's wedding, they had, which I thought was a really good idea, they had this kind of evening where everyone who didn't know each other could all sort of get together and have a few drinks and they decided to do karaoke mm. and um 
it was obviously funny. And there was a guy there, who I won't name, who was really, really drunk. And um, at one point, he pointed over to me. He was like, Ramble, Ramble. He's not my, my, one of mm. my brother-in-law's mates. Yeah. Ramble, Ramble. Here's one for you, Ramble. <laughs> Just literally called me Ramble. And uh, did World in Motion. Oh. So drunk he could barely enunciate any of the words. <laughs> and afterwards he was like, oh, what do you, what do you, uh, what do you think of that? That's for you, that was. was it, did you give it a beat and then go, you're going to be a star, kid? Yeah, I said, I'll make you a star. <laughs> Meet me out back. Uh, and I, actually, I did a rendition. Uh, my sister stitched me up <clears throat> because it was as soon as I walked in, I hadn't eaten mm. had, had had a sip of beer. Right. And um, the guy comes over, as soon as my sister saw me walk in, the guy comes over, the host of the karaoke, and says... And next up on the karaoke, it's Betsy, my niece, mm. and Uncle Lukey. Yeah. She knows I can't go back on that because it's with Bets. No, exactly. Betsy stood there with the mic in her hand already. Please tell me it was something erotic. Just can't wait to be king. The oh, Lion, King. Lion King. Okay, yeah. right, okay. That's great fun. Could have been worse. Absolute stitch up, though. Absolute <laughs> stitch up. It could have been Nelly and the woman out of um, uh, Destiny's Child, what, Kelly who, Rowland. Who sends a uh, text message with an Excel spreadsheet <laughs> in the video. <laughs> yes. Have you seen that? Yes, I have. People haven't seen that. What year is that, Pete? 2002? Well, I mean, it was brought up about two years ago, and then it's, it found more life this year as well, which is weird. Um, in the music <clears> video <throat> for Nelly and Kelly, um, Nelly, I love you. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. I can't remember what it's called now. What's it called? I love you, my boo. In the in yeah, no matter what I do, mm. that one. In the video, mm. she's upset with Nelly because he's left her, stood her up or whatever. So she wants to send him a text message, but it's back in the day, the very finest sweet spot when smartphones have come out. But they're still kind of Palm Pilot type vibes. Yeah, it's like an, it was one of those um, Nokia <clears throat> Nokia numbers that were like a yeah. kind of. Um, Landscape format flip phone. Yes, um, but it was like so, they're so exotic that you sort of think, "Who buys these?" Yeah, I don't think I ever saw. Well, I tell you, it does it Kelly, like, Kelly Rowland? <laughs> it was and like a she, sidekick, and she sends him a text message in quotes, but she does it using Microsoft Excel, mm. and it's great because at that moment in time, the director of the video is like, "No one's gonna, no one's know. gonna know." Yeah. As long as it's got text, don't <laughs> care. Maybe the maybe she was copying it into just as she could order her thoughts a little bit. She wrote it in the Excel spreadsheet. Control C, control V. Control C, control V, just copy and paste it into the um, messaging app. I'll put it in this cell to spell, (laughs) to spell, to spell check it. And uh, yeah, but anyway, yeah, whatever. It was fine. I had a great time. Karaoke was fun. Someone did World (laughs) in Motion. I did Lion King. What more do you want? (laughs) Lovely old job. Um, Pete, should we, um, I want to talk to you quickly before we go to emails. Yes. About um, this news story I read. Okay. What do you think about this? I've got a feeling, and I'm sometimes wrong on this, but I'm going to put it out there anyway. I think you might have a strong opinion on this. I'm just going to read the first Line of the news story. Okay. Primary school pupils who thought they were due to sit an exam turned over their papers to discover they would be going on a surprise theme park trip to Chessington World of Adventures. Enjoyable. The so, exam so, papers said they had been tricked into thinking they had a science test, but would actually be spending the day on a roller coaster. Not uh, a day on a roller coaster. <laughs> not, not one. Everyone on be, one big roller yeah. coaster. What do you think about that? Um, I think it's good, but also um, I'd be annoyed if I'd studied for the test. Like the SWATs in the class. I was thinking furious. that. And to be honest, the parents probably would have been as well, because A, they have to fork up for a trip to fucking Chessington World Adventures, and also, um, you know, the, the bubble works and all that business. Uh, and, and the kid doesn't learn any science. So I, li- I liked the idea <clears> of it. I thought it was a nice story. The kids are only year six. They're about 10 or 11. Mm. Um, but until I saw how self-aggrandizing the teacher <laughs> who did this... right was because he actually took the time to put an exam question in quotes on the paper that they had to read mm. and it said please read the whole question right Chichester class year six children are going on a trip to Chessington World of Adventures today and have been tricked by Mr. Bacon into thinking they actually have a science test 
Tick one. Is he A, the best teacher ever, or B, the best teacher ever? Okay. I mean, I'd, is this a peer-reviewed question? Is this it's the like... it's the need for approval I can't stand. Well, and I, I know that's rich coming from two guys who do a podcast, but rich. you understand what I mean. From... It's not not enough for the teacher just to let him do it. He has to he has to big himself up. He's got my letters in us. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Um, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily have gone down that route. I would have at least put a question. I, but read the whole of the question. I'd put like the science bit at the start. And then sort of at the end go, P.S. You are going to Chessington World Adventures. Thank you, Mr. Baker, whatever his fucking name is. Mr. Donaldson, in your case. Mr. Donaldson. Do you know what I'd have done? I'd have got on some of those old school school desks with the with the thing flips open mm. and you put your books inside it. Yeah. They still have those? Probably not. No. You know what I mean know. though? Yeah. And I'd say like, okay, your test is in the in the desk. Mm. Open it up. And I, when they open it up, mm. I would have left a dog turd in there yeah. with the ticket on a little flag on a toothpick stuck in the dog turd. I would have put um, the tickets in everyone's desk apart from one child uh, whose severed head of their mother uh, would be in there. Yeah, what with the ticket stuff oh, in the mouth? Unlucky. Like it was some kind of like a Juarez oh, kind of like unlucky. cartel, Mexican drug cartel. Kind unlucky, of, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly a bit specialist, that. Mm. Let's take a break and when we come back, we will deal with all your bloody emails. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey, what are you doing? Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Pete Show community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas and I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening okay. to St. Patrick's Day episode and I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to battle druids in Wizard Jewels, which is a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I'd beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of Wizard Jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yep. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? It's a light, you dickhead. Yeah, get in the sea, walrus. But they can sense the others down below. As they get hungry... 
They need to return to the sea. A walrus slash Julian Assange there. Julian Assange down, down um, in his most stunning and engaging role as a walrus. <laughs> in David Attenborough, or as Pete calls him, the Whispery Man's yeah. um, Netflix documentary about oh, just the plastic bags and all that. If I'm with no one else and I can and I'm I, I'm, I'm I say I'm on the radio or something and I have to remember David Attenborough's name, I will easily be able to de- remember his name. But when I'm with someone, I use them as a crutch. And so I did it earlier on while you were interviewing. Um, uh, somebody for a Ramble Meets and I went who's that woman who's in Die Hard 2 uh, which is of course was it Patsy Palmer yeah, it but, wasn't Patsy Palmer but was it you, I, this is the thing and I've to. Re- I've got well used to reading the runes with you yeah reading the runes I don't um, I don't ever really question it because it just takes you down a road that you don't need to go down but the person you were describing to me <laughs> I know was Patsy Palmer but right. the way you described it was with some information that wasn't correct. And it's very hard to explain to people who don't know you who are listening to mm. this. But I, I do get what you mean, hence me being able to guess Patsy Palmer. Yes. But she was not in no. Die Hard, to my knowledge. And also, it's not even Die Hard. It's a completely different um, situation. Uh, what was the famous uh, Mel Gibson um, uh, um, Lethal Weapon? She yeah. was in Lethal Weapon 2. Um, and and the woman who there who was in Lethal Weapon two was also in. Let's have a look. She was Patsy Palmer wasn't in Lethal. No, Weapon. I know it wasn't even Patsy Palmer. That's my oh point. okay right. It was Patsy Kensit. Oh okay right yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Who I think ended up in EastEnders. Possibly yeah. yeah I was just yeah. making the point that she would come out of uh, the uh, the Bower Building in uh, Golden Square to be met by uh, a host of um, autograph hunters, and instead of just getting their autograph, some of them would come up with like quite erotic pictures and with her in like lingerie and Basques when she was like nineteen and modelling, um, and she's like, I'm not fucking signing. <laughs> Yeah, right. With good, you know, with good grace and decorum, but still. I think there's a mind terrible. maze needed whenever I have a conversation yeah. with you, and that's part of the, kind of the structure of the, what this show is. Look, we've had we've had Mind Carter, and now it's um, Mind Maze. Mind is it Mind Maze? It was like a little game in in in, in Carter that w- would draw upon the entries in Encarta, uh, and it would give you a, a little kind of like a little. What, was game, that like basically. an Easter egg feature? It wasn't even an Easter egg. It was I just don't like, do you, that. do you want to go into Encarta? Do you want to go to the? Um, I don't know, uh, like, do you want to look at the entries in order or would you like to play Mind Maze? I think it was called Mind Maze and it was just like a little kind of trivia quiz. The best thing ever about Mankart was it had videos on it and that was like mm. so mind-blowing back then. I remember the, the entry for basketball and the entry for David Bowie, I think. David Bowie had a version of the um, song Fame, if I remember rightly. Yeah, possibly I, right, I copied it. I think I spoke about it on the show about three years ago. I copied and pasted a picture of David Bowie like loads and loads of times on a Word document while I was supposed to be doing some IT um, spreadsheet work, possibly access uh, database work. And the teacher came over and went, what the bloody hell is that, Peter? And I went, it's David Bowie. And she said, get out. Yeah. I was right. She was more of an She asked the question. Person, yeah. She asked the question. I answered. Have you seen the Elton John movie, by the way? I've not, no. I've heard, like, uh, different things. If you can't get that right, if you can't get an Elton John biopic right, who you've plays got no him? business. Taron Egerton, Taron Egerton. What else has he been in? I don't know. Well, I thought he might be spied. Like, you're the last person I should be He's in uh, Lethal Weapon 2. <laughs> <laughs> Taron Egerton is is in... He's just all these young, these young actors that I just can't tell the difference. Oh, he's in Kingsman, isn't he? Oh, that's, that's right. right, yes. Yeah, that's Spider-Man, right. yes, Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> he's new Spider-Man, um, isn't he? Emails, Pete. Emails. Um, emails. Apparently, he's also going to be in a new make remake of The Dark Crystal. Interesting. 
Um, emails, what about this one from David? Show at, no, not show, what am I talking about? Hello at lukeandpeach.com. You guys have stepped up, actually. We were running a bit low, and now we're yeah. absolutely inundated. Huge. I mean, I got back from a week away, and there was four pages of emails mm-hmm. on read. Um, so thank you for that. We will get to all of them. We read every single one of them. Um, if we don't make the show, it's possibly one of two reasons. One is it's just simply not good enough. Or two, um, probably a bit long and Pete couldn't be asked. Um, David has emailed in saying, Hello, the Luke and the Pete. I thought I would continue the odd phobia trope from recent episodes and mm. let you know about mine. So we talked about phobias, didn't we? What, what were the example of some of the weird phobias? Stickers? Uh, stickers. Uh, yes, yeah, that was a particularly bad one. Um, the number 13, I think. Um, that wasn't one. It was, well, that wasn't one. Maybe I just learned. Le- no, maybe I just learned. Um, yeah. I can't really think. Eggs? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> can say anything. Can you? Just eggs. And there was definitely more about stickers. Anyway, mm. David says, I have no idea how it started, but for as long as I can remember, I have had a phobia about buttons on clothes. Right. Okay. It's dependent on size and material of the button, but they make me feel nauseous when I can see them. I can deal with buttons on shirts due to their size and ones made of metal. Pearly kings and queens would be my worst nightmare. I thought I'd be the only person to suffer from this affliction, but the husband of my wife's best friend has a button phobia too. Needless to say, we have never brought it up in conversation because we are men. Well, you should talk about problems. That's what men are terrible at. Mm. And there's no judgment here, Pete, important to say. Um, have you ever come across that phobia before? No, but it would remind me of uh, tryptophobia, you know, the um, the fear of um, irregular halls or ships. That's quite a common things. one, isn't it? And you can kind of, I can kind of see that one. Get, kind of yeah. get it. That's a bit it, creepy. Like anything seed poddy where you think something's going to come out is actually yeah. quite disgusting. But, and that's um, probably quite an evolutionary reason for that, right? A dangerous evolutionary reason. I yeah, expect. it probably means that you've got some kind of um, animal borrowing, borrowing into your body and stuff like that. So, yeah. You um, have Noah Harari would, would talk about that in his Sapiens book, I expect. Say again. You read the book Sapiens? I've half read it. It's brilliant. <laughs> and the second one's not as good, but the Sapiens is brilliant. And Sapiens too. It's called Homo Deus, the second right. one, I think. I think it's the second one. Anyway, he would kind of talk about that. He, he, one of the things I found really interesting about Sapiens was he says that one of the biggest advantages and reasons for the successful um, nature of human beings is their ability to believe in myths. Right. To believe in things that don't actually exist. Like okay, kind of like yeah, metaphor. Yeah, 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 and yeah. it can be anything from like a company... Because what is a company, right? A company is basically like the people made up of it and the brand, but it doesn't actually mm. exist, right? And it's the same with storytelling, ensuring people's safety by telling metaphorical stories about danger, all that kind of stuff. God. 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 You're opening a can of God there. Can, can I will pass yeah. on myself? But yeah, that's exactly the same kind mm. of principle, yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, buttons. Because uh, dogs never just sort of stop and go, oh, shit, I forgot about um, dragons. <laughs> Dolphins can. They dolphins can um, can <laughs> understand the concept of the hand shandy <laughs> monster. <laughs> you come along, oh, you, we, give you a lovely little treat. You were aware when um, when old Game of Thrones finished, didn't you? I've, I've watched did it. You manage, did, you manage to, did you manage to um, grab a, grab a hold of it? I watched it on Tuesday night. Reactions, quick one in a sentence. You know, I'm just going to echo what I said before. With nothing, there'll be no spoilers. Don't worry. I, I um, one. I understand that the popularity of the show means that it's impossible to keep everyone happy and the the the, the loudest voices are going to be the most sort of... Um, Retweeted. Opposition kind of noises and yeah, voices yeah. And, and the complaints, I suppose. Um, but I personally, if I'm being totally honest, I I kind of enjoyed the ending. I thought it was okay. I thought yeah. you're never going to please everyone. You're not going to tie off every loose end. Um, I do think in retrospect, and I will rewatch it, but I do think in retrospect, the final season looked a bit unnecessarily rushed. Mm. Um, I don't know why it had to be six 
episodes with all the others were 12. Mm. Um, perhaps there's a scheduling thing that I'm not aware of there or, or a shooting schedule that I wasn't aware of. But um, ultimately, I, I kind of enjoyed it. I'm not... And, and this is going to sound hugely self-aggrandizing, Pete, but this is a safe space. So I'll say it to you and the listeners can judge me accordingly. And I'm not in any way comparing what we do to that kind of big budget thing. I'm genuinely and sincerely not doing that. But when you get an idea of how the sausage is made in a creative endeavor, whatever the creative endeavor, I found it kind of makes, and you probably disagree, you probably think it goes the other way, but for me, I find that it makes me more accepting and tolerant of of what people are trying to do, if you know what I mean. Mm. Because we, we, I mean, it's not a proper job, but we do a lot of fucking stuff. We work pretty hard to make mm. stuff happen. And sometimes people aren't very happy with it and sometimes people kick off. And having experienced that in a very, very infinitesimally small kind of way, it makes me more likely to be forgiving and certainly when I was when I was a younger man does that make sense with the great wall sized caveat that um, certainly nothing we've ever approached doing is anything like no but it doesn't mean we like work hard at it doesn't mean we like work hard at it no but uh, yeah I think any I think I am more aware of how fucking ungrateful people are yeah exactly that's, um, what, that's what I guess we're better way of saying but it. Only, only because I have uh, grown up playing video games now video games are a wholly unethical um, uh, thing to a piece of media to endure and, and, and to, sorry enjoy um, uh, film doesn't experience crunch necessarily uh, uh, to that degree anyway yeah. um, video um, uh, TV shows don't experience that explain sport, to me what you mean by crunch so I, I will, I'll come to that so yeah. sport doesn't experience it either um uh, when it comes to the last um, month or two months or sometimes quarter of a year, half a year of a video game getting released, um, overtime is accepted as a thing that has to be done. You have to work seven days a week, six days a week. Um, you have to work 12-hour shifts um, to get video games um, released on time because mm-hmm. shareholders demand that a video game doesn't slip from its original release date. It frequently does shift because it's just un- it's just bad management that they've said that it'll come out at some time when, when they just don't have the time for it. And it's accepted as an industry uh, that uh, people have to just not see their pe- uh, parents, their families, um, their, their loved ones um, for six months while this thing gets shipped. And it's uh, a disgrace. Yeah. And so when mm. you see um, people, children, mainly just lads in their mum's basement complaining, uh, that this is not my Daenerys and this is not my Game of Thrones and this is yeah. not my this and this is not my that. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and, and that is a, that is something that we do. I do think we have an insight into that because, again, I'm hugely grateful to anyone who listens to any of our stuff or, or partakes of anything we do. And I, I and it, it's hard, it's been hard fought over the years. But the, the the situation, it's like Humphrey Bogart stuff. I think I said it to you before. The only thing you owe the public is a good performance, right? So mm. you do your best. You don't mm. have anything beyond that. Mm. I owe you a fucking damn thing. Mm. I'll give you the best I can give you. And um, if you don't like it, I'm cool with that. Mm. right? And if, if every single human being on the planet doesn't like it, then I've got no career in this. And I have to mm. go and find something else to do. And that's the tacit agreement. And I get that. But the very idea that you could please, is something you alluded to there, you could please every individual fan of that show in, in a universal way. People need to take a step back and realise that actually, the world doesn't revolve around you. But- so, so, you might find things you do like, you might find things you don't like. That's life. But the annoying thing is, like, you see um, trailers for, say, Mass Effect, the last Mass Effect, or the second last Mass Effect, um, had an ending that upset quite a lot of people. The right. internet, uh, the, 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 the um, gamers uh, en masse um, complained. They changed the ending. Yeah, the game bullshit. got released. That's it bullshit. got repatched, and the game uh, changed. Uh, the Sonic the Hedgehog, 
um, character. Oh, I saw the, that. The trailer. He looks a bit weird. The He's mouth. got a weird human mouth. Yeah. His eyes aren't the same as the cartoon or, or, or the original video game. Uh, and the director has basically said, we'll go back and, uh, and change that. Has the release date changed? No. So which means that um, everybody just, who works yeah, in the yeah. visual um, effects department, which is the whole thing, I guess, um, has had to go back and change the look of this uh, of this animal, of this cartoon animal, uh, so that it's more palatable to some absolute neckbeards on the internet. <laughs> so, so it's 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 shit like that that, that, that yeah. upsets me because you know they're not they're not going home for the weekend because some idiot on the internet goes, I don't like his eyes or his mouth. It's a fucking hedgehog, mate. It's a bright blue hedgehog. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it looks shit apart from that. Yeah. For yeah. crying out loud. Yeah, it takes quite the leap of faith to buy into this anyway. <laughs> this is a bad bright blue hedgehog that can run fast. The only thing I would add to that is just this idea, which I disagree with, that this is a new thing. Because it's not a new thing. And the reason I know it's not a new thing is because I can remember, remember when The Sopranos finished mm. and people lost their shit about that. And if you watch it back now, it's kind of the best ending you could have really got. There's no real other way you can imagine it to end. Mm. And so... With retrospect, I think people will be a bit more balanced and understand that really, whichever way you slice it, I know you're going down the game at the um, the video game kind of route, but on the, on the original question you, you asked, my, my favorite TV show was Mad Men, and, and I think that was they had to end somehow, and it wasn't ended in a, an amazing way. But then, what, what do you what do you want? Yeah, exactly. You know, I, That's what I was going to say. It's got to end. Don't let it detract from the fact that the, that Game of Thrones was an absolutely phenomenal TV event, probably of the like we've never seen before. And no, it wasn't perfect because nothing is fucking perfect. And that's just life. Yeah. So manage your expectations accordingly. It's not cost you anything beyond a subscription to a TV show mm. to, to watch it, really. I mean, you've only, you know, you, what is it, a few quid a month? Mm. I know that's money to people that maybe some people can't afford. But I don't think they're not keeping up their end of the bargain because you didn't personally like it. Mm. Anyway, do an email because we're supposed to do emails. We're almost oh, out of time. <laughs> well, uh, Kieran pointed out that Free Solo, which you've spoken about quite oh, yeah. eloquently, is on the telly on Channel 4 tonight. So if you fancy a bit of that uh, here in the UK... Uh, it's on Channel 4 tonight from, I think, 9 o'clock. If Hello you've got plans, DVR it. DVR it, mate. Yeah. They might, might not have a DVR, presumptuous much. And if you get this late, go on to Channel 4 Plus 1. <laughs> Nick. Hello, Nick. Um, great. I love this. Um, whilst listening to your exploits in episode 157 with Fake Poo, I was motivated enough to tell you the story about what happened to my dear mother recently. I live overseas with my family, one wife, two kids, two dogs. And for a couple of months, every year, my mother comes to stay with us. This is not problematic, as it might seem. We've got enough room. My children uh, enjoy having their grandma around. The children also like to play the odd practical joke on her. She's uh, they're 10 and, and uh, 12. And after having recently discovered fake dog poo, yeah, nice. yeah, a beautiful part of any child's life. Yeah, it's a great moment. This looks so much like poo. How is this allowed? Yeah, I'm, this I'm, glorious artefact. I'm disgusted by this. <laughs> um, they set about a harmless little prank. Knowing my mum is always the last to bed, they left the fake poo near the top of the stairs. Uh, no, this isn't a sick joke where she falls backwards and breaks her neck. I like shit her casually. Uh, with the expectations that their grandma would see the plastic poo and proceed to get the stuff ready to clean it up, or to discover it, she uh, once she had the disinfectant paper towel, brush, dustbin, and bag in position, she would notice it, would, it was fake. The joke went exactly to plan. Upon climbing the stairs, my, my mum saw the uh, fake poo, went back downstairs, collected the necessary items, only then to discover it was actually a plastic poo. Perfect, but what happened next is hilarious, although you can be the judge of that. The following day, the children awoke and fresh from the jubilation of discovering the joke worked as planned, they left for school in such a hurry they forgot to ensure that our dogs were locked outside the house as was the norm. Whilst my mum dozed in our room, uh, one of the dogs, probably excited to be left inside the house, had a little accident and relieved himself uh, of last night's meal via the normal procedure. I don't, my... think, I don't think that was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you like poo, do you? Yeah. 
um, is, is the original and best. Uh, my mum got up around 9am and headed downstairs for her usual cup of tea. Approaching the stairs, she spotted the pile of poo. Oh, God. She believed that her cheeky grandchildren were playing another fake poo trick and not bothering to get the cleaning stuff. She simply bent down to pick up the poo with her hands, only to discover far too late that this was no joke. Uh, Fantastic. Probably put it in her pocket. This story had us all gagging and laughing at the same time. Yeah. Why my mum told us what actually happened. This is the Sistine Chapel of fake poo pranks. I'm I'm sorry to your to your children because the world needs to align. Your children, ten and ten and twelve, they're not going to get a better shot at that. Mm. That has gone so well. They'll be thinking about this when they're about forty. They're going, that's the best thing I've ever done. And I and I know Nick. You want you, you have aspirations for your children that'll far outweigh whatever you whatever you've achieved. Never but they it. will never get as good as that. They will yeah. never. It's all downhill for them. I'm so sorry, Nick. Yeah, it could be when a, a, a biopic of this particular event could start when <laughs> the plastic poo is laid there, and and some narrator just says, "You have no idea <laughs> the, the wheels you've put in." Motion no, it now. would be at the factory. Yeah, it would be at the factory <laughs> yeah, yeah. poo where they're just splurging out some old uh, yeah. some old plastic yeah. and then spray painting it. One fake poo to rule them all <laughs> and in the darkness bind them brilliant uh, on dragon, that bombshell dragon came and then uh, burned it to crisp yeah and then on that pooey bombshell um, to, to use uh, Mr Alan Partridge's line we should get out of here Pete get out of here. Um, hello at lukeandpeach.com to get in touch we'll look forward to speaking to you on Monday have a lovely weekend weather's getting warmer everything's right with the world have a great weekend and we'll see you on Monday please put a penny in the old man's hat or a fake poo Was a Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey, hey, what are you doing? Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Pete Show community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas and I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening to St. Patrick's Day episode and I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to battle druids in Wizard Jewels, which is a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I would beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of Wizard Jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yeah. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? It's a light, you dickhead. <laughs>